Welcome to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. I'm Jennifer Griffith. And I'm Natasha Gaines. As two busy women juggling high profile jobs, family, friends, bills, and everything else life throws our way, we know what it's like to feel stressed out and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And from personal experience, we also know what it's like to pull ourselves out of that place by using the right skills and tools to get our lives into alignment. Absolutely, we're here to share those same tools with you so that you can also turn your desires into reality. If you're interested in learning more about money and abundance, how to create a better work-life balance, and how to pursue your passions without sacrificing your dreams, then we invite you to join us each week to gain powerful tools to help you succeed in business and life. When money meets soul, magic will happen. Hey guys, today Tasha and I welcome Dr. Terry Levine, founder of Heartrepreneur and business marketing consultant who assists businesses worldwide with growth, sales, and marketing. Terry has more than 40 years of experience encompassing work with more than 6,000 business owners and entrepreneurs in a variety of industries. She's also a best-selling author of dozens of books, has her own radio and TV show, and is also a keynote speaker. And Dr. Terry conducts training seminars and programs helping entrepreneurs become more profitable and increase their bottom line something that we all want and need, Mm -hmm. right? She is passionate about speaking to business owners about what tactics they can do to skyrocket their business. And today she's sharing tips and tools to help us generate leads and build a million dollar business, which is exactly what we all want to hear. So Dr. Terry, welcome. We are so excited to have you here. I just can't wait to learn everything you have to offer. I'm really glad to be with you both. Thank you so much and help the listeners out. That's what we're here. (laughs) Love it. Can you just tell our listeners and us a little bit more about yourself and how you really got to doing what you're doing today? So it's been a little bit of a long journey. I graduated college with a master's degree in speech language pathology a long time ago. And I started my first business absolutely having not a clue. (laughs) And I really struggled. I built that up and this is like 40 years ago now, to a million dollar business, which back in the day, that was a lot of money. Now, it's not so much. Yeah. <laughs> and I sold that business, and then I understood how to build. So then I started my next business, completely different kind of business, grew that to a multi-million dollar business, sold that company for $12 million, and then just kept doing business after business. And awesome. it made a huge mistake. My ego took over and I took a J-O-B and I was president of a national healthcare company for five miserable years. And I do mean miserable. I never fit into a corporate model. I was never happy. And so 27 years ago, I just said enough is enough. I walked out. I started my coaching and consulting business that I have now. And I have been doing what I love, loving what I do, primarily helping women follow in my footsteps and achieve multi-million dollar business success while having a lot of time freedom. That is awesome. Yeah, truly amazing, right? You kind of, and I love that you, I don't love that you were stuck in a position where you were miserable for five years. (laughs) (laughs) But I I like that you were able to recognize it. And I don't know how soon into those five years you realized it, but you 
recognized you weren't happy. And what I love is that you then decided, "Uh uh-uh, this isn't for me. I'm jumping out. Where not a lot of people do that, right? A lot of people stay in because they just feel they need to, they need to pay the bills. They're, they're kind of stuck. So I do love it. Afraid of failure, all the things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Being transparent, the very first day in the position, I remember thinking, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. Yeah. Part of it was my ego, CEO of this big organization. And part of it was the income, which was outrageous and the stocks and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I stayed for five years every single day going, I'm miserable and I don't want to do this. So a lesson for anyone who's listening and watching is if you're really unhappy, life is too short. Mm-hmm. Stop doing that. We don't have enough time on the planet to be miserable. That's not what we're here for. Right. Let me exactly. dive into this just a little bit more because I feel like we get a lot of questions about this. Like, how do I mm-hmm. know if I'm not aligned with a job or how do I know if it's not meant for me? So can you just tell us a little bit of what did you feel? Oh, very easy for me to remember. I could go right back into the feelings. Um, Sundays, I would have what I used to call the Sunday dreads. I would already be thinking, oh, I have to go to work in the morning. I can't believe I have to go to work. Yeah. I would be driving to work thinking, oh, gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this again. I would come home from work feeling exhausted and drained and frustrated. So all of those things were signs and symptoms. And there's a bigger one. I had gained, I'm only five feet tall. I gained 60 pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah. 60 pounds on a five foot frame is a lot, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And really that was, I was eating to kind of fill this void of misery that I had. My mm. hair was falling out. Um, I, I was losing hair like crazy from the stress. And I didn't even want to talk to friends and family, which now I recognize is probably some form of depression. Yeah, yeah. All of yeah. these things were happening. And what I say to people is your barometer is ask yourself, and this is the question, if this was the last day that you had on the planet, would you go and do what you're currently doing? I can answer unequivocally a million percent. I would show up tomorrow and I would be with my client family members doing what I'm doing today because I can't wait to do it and it brings me that much joy. That's That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. So when you left the corporate world, is that when you started Heartrepreneur or did you start that later on? Yeah, great question. So I always tell my client family members to have a plan and not just leap. Many people right. are leaping. I saved a full year's salary. So I had that in reserve, you know, okay. just in case something didn't go right. And I started my business literally the day that I left. So I left corporate America. I literally the same day made five phone calls to people I knew. And I said, look, I just quit. I'm going to be a business consultant. Here's what I'm doing. Do you want to work with me? Do you know anybody who does? So I had 30 clients in 30 days because I had positioned myself thinking about who could I help? How could I work with them? Who could I go to first? And that is what I recommend that you have a plan and you also have the finances so that you're not struggling and wondering where you're going to get money from. Yeah. Right, right. That was actually my, going to be my first question. Okay, for those who already are well aware they're miserable, yeah. <laughs> what, <laughs> what should they do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So, how hard was it, or and and how long did it take you to save up 
that kind of money? I mean, if you knew from day one you were unhappy, did you start planning out that escape route five years <laughs> prior to <laughs> pulling the trigger? I was in a very unusual, unfortunate position because I had had seven companies. I'd sold all of them for multi millions of dollars. Okay. And my husband and I live way below our means. So nice. we have tons yeah. of money and investments and all that good stuff. And all I made sure is that I made enough cash available. Yep. But I, and let me tell you what I tell client family members, because most people aren't in that situation. And I get that is start saving now and mm -hmm. literally put away everything you can put away. Stop going to Starbucks or whatever it is. Make your coffee at home, get a thermos, bring it. Like right. really live as if you had no money coming in. Live as cheaply mm -hmm. as you possibly can mm -hmm. until you have at least three months of reserves. Because okay. otherwise you start a business and let's say you want to create, even if it's a minimal Facebook ad or something, you're going, oh, I don't have any money. I can't do that. Yeah. And you also come from a place of lack, trying to get your first clients, customers, or patients. Right. People can feel that lack and they're going to go in the opposite direction. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. I really like that you say this because Tasha and I are both very woo-woo. And we believe in what your track is, what you get. <laughs> but, but I feel the what happens a lot with like the law of attraction and some of the stories that are put out is like, just think it and it will come. So a lot of times individuals are like, I'm upset. I'm miserable. I'm, I'm happy. I'm just going to quit my job today because I know it'll come tomorrow. And it's like, yes, hopefully keep that positive attitude, but have a backup plan just in case. Like, mm -hmm. and, and I remember when it, someone we had interviewed a while back had said, don't quit your day job because you can use that to fuel your passion if you need it. Right. And then you'll know once you're comfortable enough to then let go. So I love that you say, you know, be responsible guys, because I think too, if you, if you're so miserable and you're having health issues, there are signs where maybe you do have to quit, but try to have a backup plan, right? But try to save up a little bit because what will happen if you don't, you jump into that passion project, no money in savings or spending more, you're making less, it's going to cause more problems than you yeah. think. So just tread cautiously. And yeah. so I like that you say, make sure you have a reserve in place before you take that next Leap. Dr. Terry, would you suggest that, what would you suggest in the meantime? Well, while people are saving, but yet they're still miserable. What is mm -hmm. it that they should be focused on self-care wise to get us, get them mm -hmm. through that? Cause it's going to take longer for others. <laughs> Let me kind of piggyback on, on um, where we left off where Jennifer left off and then add something to that. The law of attraction, I do believe in. I do believe that thoughts create things. However, the word attraction has a word in it that people somehow miss. Attraction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I was in the coach training school many, many years ago, I just remember this. There were 15 of us in the class. And the instructor for the class told all of us, we're all brand new, said, all you need to do is clean out your filing cabinets and your phone will ring. And I had built other businesses and I thought, well, how would my phone ring? Right. So I didn't do that. Obviously, I took action. I got 30 clients in 30 days. I remember going through that coach training class and nobody else got clients, like any, zero. Right. And I said to people, what are you doing? Well, I cleaned out my file cabinets. I said, well, who has your phone number? I don't know, but the universe will send them. That's not how the law of attraction works. The law right. of attraction works on you having a destination 
mentally being aligned with the destination and taking actions that are inspired to get you there. So just wanted to piggyback yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. So I was miserable and what I've learned to teach other people. So as a, although I'm a business strategist, I'm woo-woo also. Yeah. And I really get into the right alignment, being fully conscious, self-aware, because those things make it easy, effortless, joyful, and fun to build a business. The very first thing you need to do is you need to find time in your day to take care of yourself, whatever that looks like. Drink more water, get more sleep, take mm -hmm. a walk, eat healthy, stand at your desk. Yeah. Start focusing on things that nurture and support you. And the second thing that I would say is get someone to help you on the journey. And I'm not talking about a friend. Mm -hmm. um, his friends pat us on the back and go, yeah, way to go. That's awesome. I'm talking about someone like a life coach. I'm not a yeah. life coach. A life coach can be very valuable when you're making a career transition. Yeah. And then the only other thing that I will add is 99% of the job of really getting yourself aligned is focusing on your self-talk. What are you saying to yourself? Mm -hmm. Because thoughts that we think actually do create what happens in our experience. I can guarantee you wherever we're all at right in this moment mm -hmm. is because of unconscious and conscious thoughts that we've had most, most yeah. are unconscious. Right. So right. start noticing your thoughts, get a journal, start paying attention more. Those are the kinds of things that I would make suggestions for. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, it and it's does. perfect. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So Dr. Terry, can you tell us more about Heart Repreneur? What is it? What is it yeah. encompass? Give us all the juice on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to do that. So when I first started my business, it was called Comprehensive Coaching. Okay. And as it evolved, I really became more of a business consultant because I was giving advice and strategy and providing done for you services and guarantees of an ROI and all kinds of things. And I've been writing many books. And about 11 or 12 years ago, I was meeting with one of my publishers in New York. I had a contract to write a book for him. And he looks at the manuscript, I'll never forget this. And he literally throws it on the floor. <laughs> he says, I don't want this book. And I remember feeling like devastated of a contract for this book. He said, I want you to write me a book on, and his word, Hartrepreneur. And I went, Hartrepreneur what? Like, I have no idea. <laughs> and he said, I've known you for a decade or more. And you do business in a way I've never seen. You do it heart to heart. You communicate with transparency. And I think we need a book on that. So I don't want this book. And I took the train home from New York to Philadelphia. So it was a few hours of thinking. First, I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. This doesn't make sense. And then I had this moment. I call it a, I could have had a V8 moment. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, my God, I totally get it. I'm going to teach people how to do business authentically, transparently, and with integrity. That's how I do business. Yeah. And I got jazzed about it. I branded my company, changed the name of my company. I trademarked the word entrepreneur, got a logo. Nice. And instantaneously went on a mission to disrupt the way every other person was doing business. And I've served over 6,000 women so far, teaching them how to do business in this fun, easy, effortless, joyful way. So that's entrepreneur. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. So what do you say then if... Um, you have someone new or wherever they are in their business journey, right? And they want to go to the next level. They're stuck. They're 
they know they want more money. They know they need to generate more, build a list, get more leads. Where do you start? What do you, what are maybe some of the questions you ask them or how do you get them on the path? Great question. So the first thing is there are too many, especially women in business that come up with a passion project mm -hmm. and it's not going to bring income. I could mm -hmm. do 50 things. I'm so interested in so many things. And many of them would not result in income and would take a lot of work, time, money, and energy. Mm -hmm. So I asked them to create a list of all of the things that they would love to do. It's in my first book called, called Work Yourself Happy, which is oh my God, it's written moons ago. And so I have them create this list. It's one of the, the five steps of Work Yourself Happy. From the list, I ask them which things they could do without even thinking. Like what comes to you so naturally, you just do it. You don't even think about it. And yet somebody else would be like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. So let me give you an example. I have a client that came to me, created a list. And one of the things on the list that she loved to do, was really good at, was organizing. She organized her house. She organized friends' houses, families' houses. I said, I would actually hire somebody to organize my house. She said, you'd pay for that? I'm like, yes. So the first thing you do is come up with, what can you do? And the second thing you do is think of, do I know people that I might be able to share that with. So could I pick up the phone and could I say, hey, Jennifer, hey, Natasha, I'm organizing people's houses and offices. Mm -hmm. Might that interest you or do you know anybody? And mm -hmm. if you say, no, I know nobody like that, that's not the right business. Because yes. I don't okay. even want people to build lists, as crazy as that sounds. We do everything without lists and organically. Mm -hmm. So those are the first steps. Come up with your passion. Second step, narrow it down five things and then get a business strategist to help you figure those out and then make sure that you have an infinity affinity with a marketplace who might want that that's mm -hmm. where i recommend starting does that make okay. sense yeah, yeah it definitely does yeah. yeah so you said it's interesting you said you don't recommend building lists because everything we hear now is list build list build list build right yeah so for okay. entrepreneurs why is that Okay, so there's a lot of false stuff out there. Let me just put it that way. And unfortunately, here's what happens. People model what everybody else is doing. It doesn't mean that it's working. Yeah. And what I find when I start working with one of my client family members, almost everything they're doing in marketing doesn't work. They spend hours on social media, no results. They do Facebook ads, no results. Mm -hmm. They're making YouTube videos, no results. They're trying to build an email list, no results. They're writing blogs, they're whatever. I, I mean, I can name every activity. Stop it. You don't need an email list. What you need is to get in front of other people's audiences. So I'll teach by example. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I started 27 years ago and I have four people on an email list. All right, that's it. Four friends put <laughs> like, on a list. That's it. Then I went to a couple of authors. I, I was not known in this industry. I was not a coach or a consultant, right? I came out of a rehabilitation industry healthcare. I had read a couple of books that I resonated with and I did everything I could to finally get in touch with those authors. In one case, I kept calling and calling and calling to the author finally took my call. One of the authors was Joe Vitale, who's now Dr. Joe Vitale. And he actually took my call. And I started to talk to him and I said, look, I'm completely unknown. I resonate with all your books. I resonate with your message. Um, I just want to get in front of your audience and share. I have a real talent for helping people figure out their best career. You don't teach that. 
I can fill a gap for your audience. Mm -hmm. He interviewed me. As a result of that interview, I attached myself to his credibility, mm -hmm. to the audience. The next day, my newsletter went from four people to 55,000. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 So other people's audiences right. is what you want to take advantage of. You do not need your own email list. Ever. Yeah. 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 I know. I get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So can't, is that kind of how you gain a conveyor belt of prospects? Is, yeah. is that what you would? One of the ways. I'm glad yeah. you asked me that. So my whole philosophy is helping a business get a conveyor belt of prospects. Let me explain the conveyor belt concept. Okay. I, I used to watch I Love Lucy when I was a little kid. Like <laughs> my, yeah. favorite. my favorite episode is when they're in the chocolate factory. Yeah. I remember that episode. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they start coming so fast, they're eating the chocolate. <laughs> right. So when I started my second business, I said, the first one took me so much time to get up and running. I said, cool. like if every single day, people are raising their hands and going, I want in, I want in. And I envisioned this conveyor belt. So I created a system that works in every business. I've worked with 6,000 business owners all around the world, every kind of location you can imagine in every industry. It works in every business. It's formulaic. The very first thing is create what I call a core unique positioning statement, not an elevator pitch, not a USP. The second thing is create one piece of content called the consumer awareness guide. And the third thing is create a system to get in front of other people's audience. That is literally all you need. One of my new clients, six, seven weeks in my program, she had a startup idea. She's young, she's only 22. I took her from zero to $78,000 in that short amount of time, just doing those couple of things. Now, every day, just like me, she has a conveyor belt of people, I call it reverse marketing, mm -hmm. raising their hands saying, how do I find out more? How do I get involved versus her hunting? Right. That conveyor belt. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So like what that. would you recommend then if someone has this great idea, great service, they can't take it to the next level or they, you know, they... Whatever they are mm -hmm. at zero and or they're at a hundred thousand and they want to get to two hundred thousand. I love that you say kind of tap into the current experts and see. I have a feeling. Do you? Couple questions. Do you think <laughs> it's harder to do now than it was when you first got started? Just because I think with social media, so many people are trying to tag on to other people. So do you think it's a little more difficult now? And if it's not, which will, would be a great answer, but if it's not, how do, how do you recommend that people do it? Do they go on Amazon? Do they look for the authors? Like you did that. I don't know what, you know, if yeah, are you just Amazon, cold but... calling these people? I mean, yeah. where, where are you? What do they do? I'll go through the process. I'll give yeah. it away. First of all, it's easier now than it was when Is I- Is it really? Well, I suppose there's more information out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let me just tell you, getting an author's email address yeah. Getting an author's phone number, all of that was so difficult. Now with social media, yeah. I can do yeah. a million different things to scrape an author's email. I can scrape their phone number. I can get their assistant's name. So mm -hmm. number one, getting in front of other people's audience is very simple nowadays. Plus, the, I'll tell you exactly how I have clients do. All right, this is my formula. I have them find 50 
potential people who serve the same exact client base, but teach something different. Okay. 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 So let's just say that I teach how to grow a business and you teach how to have the right mindset in business. We have the same audience, but we have two different things. So I get to look at what you do. I either watch some of your podcasts. I read some of your blogs. I look at your social media page because all the content's out there. It wasn't back in the day. Right. And then I shoot a video. Um, I prefer to use video than just do an email. And the video would go something like this. Jennifer, hi, my name is Terry Levine. And I have to tell you, I was just listening to the podcast that you and Natasha did on. And now I tell what that is. Mm-hmm. And I resonated so much. One of the big takeaways was, okay, so it's honest, it's in integrity, the same thing that Hartrepreneur does. Right. I have an idea of something that I could share on your podcast, which is completely different than what the two of you are currently doing and would really fill a gap for your audience. Can we chat for 15 minutes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Literally, I have my clients doing five of those a week. They come up with a list of 50. I help yeah. them create it. I help them craft the perfect pitch five of those a week and they get booked. One of my new clients, Sheila got booked on 15 podcasts in two weeks by following the formula. She's like, Oh, that's awesome. And then she just did a webinar the other night and had 19 leads after the webinar with people raising their hand. Awesome. Other people's audiences. Opa. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Easier now than ever. And yes, as a matter of fact, you can go to Amazon. Anytime I read somebody's book that I resonate with, yeah. very easy to find out how to contact the author nowadays. I'm like, hey, I teach something a little different than you teach. Here's the content gap. I'd love to help. Yeah. And I will tell you, many people are looking to have content gap skills. Hey, everyone. Did you ever wish you had a friend who was constantly supporting your dreams to make more money, pursue your passions, or live a more relaxed lifestyle? Well, here we are. Success, financial freedom, balance, whatever you want to create in your life, you can have it, and we're sharing the tools to help you get there. That's right, because sometimes all it takes to achieve your goals is a tribe of people cheering you on, and we're here to do just that for you. Yes, we are. When you join our tribe, every week you'll receive powerful tools to help you achieve financial freedom, create a better work-life balance, and pursue your dreams. For only $5.55 a month, You'll receive access to affirmations, mantras, guided meditations, EFT tapping sessions, articles, and tip sheets that all specifically focus on money and abundance, work-life balance, and passion and success. That's a whole lot of stuff. It is. If you visit inthelifeofzen.com to subscribe and join our tribe today. You know what? I love this so Mm -hmm. much because I think it's amazing for entrepreneurs but I also lead a sales team and it's been a top performing sales team for many, many years now. But this concept is exactly what you apply to any kind of sales, right? Yeah. It may not mm-hmm. be a video. It's not videos, but it's a phone call. Like You're look, selling yourself, Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. I was on your website. I was at this conference and I saw your exhibit and I saw the product that you serve. And I think it would be a great fit because 
bomb, bomb, bomb. And you it's would- the same. Yeah. I mean, it's very similar to when you're sitting in a job interview. It's not all about what you, why you want the position and why you should have it. It's what I can do for you, what yeah. I can do for this company. You should hire me because then, I will be this asset for you. Yes. I agree with that. And knowing something about the person or the company, yeah. the biggest problem that I see, and I get these pitches all the time, is somebody pitches me, somebody pitched me the day and said, um, I have fertility products I think your audience would love. I'm like, <laughs> okay, that has nothing to do with me or my audience. I know. If somebody pitches me and they bother to look at something, I got yeah. one of these recently. Um, I just read Virtual Floor Magazine and uh, in the article that was talking about blah, 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 uh, this really resonated with me and I had an idea for an article. Do you take articles? Now, normally the answer is no. However, because they researched, they did the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to be in the next issue. Mm-hmm. So really do a little background research and you're right. It's just doing normal sales, yeah. except do it in a really fun, authentic way. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's, that's excellent. I know because nothing is worse than I also run an online art magazine. My name is all over that place. If you want to give me a submission <laughs> yeah, there you go. and you would, I mean, you wouldn't believe how many times dear fill in the blank. Dear editor, dear, you haven't even bothered to look to see what my name is. Do you think I'm really going to read your content? Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally get it. yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, these are great, great tips. I love them. I love that you can apply them in so many areas, regardless of what career that you're in. So, so let's get to the the juicy and the meat and the bones part of the conversation. Here, someone is they want to take their business to a ne- their next level. How do they take it to that million dollar level? Great question. So I want to just share two things. This just came out um, and it was delayed because of the pandemic. It's finally out. I have a book that not only outlines that it has case study after case study. It just came out called Turbocharge Your Business for Women Entrepreneurs. And what I did is I took client family members who got to the million dollar level and beyond. I took all of my female clients in those categories. And I interviewed every one of them. So it took years to create and it's case study after case study. So no matter what industry you're in, you're going to find people to relate to. And the whole plan is there. Let me sum it up. Yeah. In order to turbocharge your business, the very first thing that you're going to do, we're going to back it up a little is go through what I said, come up with all of the things that you're passionate about, then come up with the ones where you have an affinity with the market. And the next thing I actually recommend is if you have a job and you can't just leave that tomorrow, then you need that financial cushion, start doing this on the side. Make it a side hustle. Do a few hours a night, do Saturday mornings, whatever it is, mm-hmm. just a few hours a week so that you actually build up some creds before all of a sudden one day, here I am, it makes it an easier transition. The next step is identifying, and we'll sum up things I talked about, identify 50 people who have that audience that you want to get in front of that offer this, the audience something but different than you. So maybe you're, um, you're going to get into yoga, and that's what you're going to do. You're going to do yoga for corporate women who are frustrated and burned out. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can align with a massage therapist and a chiropractor and a beauty salon and a right. gym. So find the people who have the gaps, create an Excel spreadsheet or Google sheet, whatever, follow those. And then you've got some homework to do. 
find their content gaps, which mean you're going to have to go interview them, talk to them, research them. And the great news, like I said, is everything's on the internet. You can find that out and then craft your perfect pitch. And then literally, this is a rinse and repeat. So my business for 26 years has been at the million and multi-million dollar level. And all we do is exactly what I'm teaching. I don't do anything that I don't teach. All I do is I get in front of other people's audiences, just like this. If you think about it, I'm doing what I teach. Right? <laughs> right. But today, it was, I've been on two uh, television shows. I'm here with you lovely ladies. Tomorrow, I'm doing a webinar for a group. Um, that's all I do is I literally, and I love doing it. I'm not hunting. I'm literally sharing content, making a difference, filling a content gap. And the reverse marketing is if it resonates with people, they go find me on social media, they Google me, they raise their hand. I don't come hunting for them. Right. That's right. how you create a multi-million dollar business. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. I love and you it. know what, what I like and what I'm hearing is none of this is rocket science. I was just going to say it is also it is. very doable. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, if it's not doable to you or it sounds intimidating to you, maybe you're not passionate enough about it. So maybe you go back to the right. beginning and find what it is that you're a little bit more passionate about. But yeah, yeah. I don't, it, this is it's yeah, very it. doable. It doesn't yeah. mean it's easy because I I, no. I never want to say things are easy because they're not because you do have to put the action. You have to put the work in. You yeah, have I mean, there's to put some the work time, involved. But. Sweat and tears at times. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's all practical and doable and it's not overwhelming. I honestly don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. I was expecting <laughs> I know, like, oh my gosh, more things. And it's like, wait a second. No, this, this is mm -hmm. easy. I don't this want to say easy, but it's yes, very doable. Yeah, um, this is such an important piece. So oh, I'll get a little emotional. Bear with me. In 1996, um, my mom died. She was my best friend on the planet. And she died pretty young. And she died of emphysema. Mm -hmm. Seven days later, my girlfriend died of breast cancer at the age of 40. And she oh. said something profound that changed my life. I didn't get to see her. She was in hospice. I was by my mom's bedside when she passed. However, I got to speak with her. And she said to me, Terry, don't do what I have done, which is to spend your life working. She said, work less and go live your life. And literally that changed my life because I worked like crazy in corporate America. I worked day and night, night and day. Back in the day, we had pagers and fax machines. And I couldn't get away from it. It was nonstop. There were phones attached to me at all times. You know, you've got mail was the big thing back then. Yeah. And what really changed for me that day when, when Marnie said those words to me is not only did I change the way I work, I now disrupt the way most in particular women who tend to overwork Mm -hmm. because we're, we're such doers and people pleasers. Mm -hmm. yeah. I am all about creating a lifestyle and designing a business that fits your life. Let me just speak to that. A lot of people talk about these lifestyle businesses. I won't call any specific names out. Many of these people are frauds and phonies. I know them. I speak on large platforms with them. Um, I'll just not use the name. You'll get it. There is no four hour work week. That person does not work a four hour work week. I've traveled with them and been in the green room with them. No, that's not true. Okay. So what is true is not taking a picture in front of a big house and a fancy car and putting that on the internet, pretending something. 
it's it's really being real. I just came back from Mexico where I lived four months out of the year. Everyone knows I live there. They see photo after photo, Facebook Live on the beach. I spend all summer living in my beach house in New Jersey and the rest of the year here in my home in Philadelphia. I have created my business to work anywhere, live anywhere, and only work a few hours a week. Can it be done? Yes. Mm -hmm. So let me just add to this because I'm on a roll. (laughs) (laughs) Please. (laughs) Ladies, please hear these words. Please stop following male role models. And I say that with great respect for my male friends. Mm -hmm. I hired male mentors in the beginning and they taught me how to market and sell with totally wrong energy. I literally pushed people away. The day that I started doing business as a woman, which is why I wrote Cooper Charity Business for Women Entrepreneurs. We do business differently. We are different. Our brains are different. Stop following what anybody in your industry is doing. Don't be a lookalike and think, well, if they're doing it, I should do it too. If if they're posting on, you know, LinkedIn articles, I should probably do that. No, there's none of that. Disrupt, live your life on your own terms. So sorry, I got on a bit of a there. No, I think that's excellent advice because I do find I belonged um, for the past year, uh, this uh, women entrepreneur group that would meet online. And um, what I found, and they were all very successful for the most part, but there were many that would come in and we'd be brand new. And the same advice was given. You need to do this, this, and this, and this, and this, even though they all had completely different businesses. And I remember thinking that often, how, why are we all doing the exact same thing? That doesn't, doesn't seem right to me. Like it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't one size fits all doesn't. Yeah. And I also, I also completely understand where you're coming from. I think that men and women have two entirely different energies and the, the way that we, we, you know, sell ourselves and the way we come across is, is completely different and we should stick with what we know, how we yeah. are. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's I'm more authentic, to work right? with a, a good amount of men too. I put 30% mm-hmm. of my client family members are male and I will tell you what they have in common. It's very clear to me is that they embrace their feminine energy. They use their emotional mm-hmm. intelligence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we always notice the similarities in my clients. I'm like, Oh, then no wonder these men work with me. They're very similar to the way women do business. Mm-hmm. And I do think something that you said, Natasha, is so important. You can't follow a cookie cutter model. There's so many yeah. programs out there. It's like, do this, this, and this. And then, by the way, I've seen something on Facebook recently. Somebody was teaching, do this, this, and this. And all these people from their groups started doing the this, this, and this on Facebook. So my newsfeed was filled with the same exact thing. I'm like, I'm done. Oh. Right. No, you have to do it, you know, your way and discover it and do your own personality. That's important. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate so much of what you said. One thing I really like when you say it is that you call your client, client family members. Yeah, that's cool. You have Mm -hmm. noticed you, you say it that way. And I feel like that just makes some you can tell that for you, it's more than just a client, right? We have clients and for business owners, we get it. Like it's client, personal family, completely separate. But I love that you marry that terminology. It just makes it feel like it's more, it's coming from your heart. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. From for me is, um, this is years and years ago. My, it had to be nine years ago. It's my aunt's 89 and she was 80 at the time. I was in Mexico and I said, oh, I really miss my aunt. Picked up my phone and I called her because she's a family member who I love and adore. 
And then one of my clients popped into my head. So I picked up my phone and I called the client. And they're like, what are you doing calling me? Why are you calling me? And they were like, absolutely shocked. And I'm like, I was thinking of you. Why can't I call you? I call family when I think of them. And that's when I realized family comes first in my life, always will. And my second priority are my clients. So they're client family members. And that's how that term came. Thanks for honoring it. Yeah, Yeah, I really like that. I like every time you hear it, it's like, oh, makes my heart warm. So (laughs) thank you. No, and and I appreciate that you said, um, I have read the four hour work week and I thought it was- (laughs) I have too. (laughs) Great, but have I ever been able to achieve that in the years? No, it's it's difficult. Even if you do everything that he advises, hire all the, you know, outsourced, it's, you're still, and I'm, you know- I like that it. it's doable. Working less is doable. Working less and making more is doable. I don't want to knock that. But to try to fit everything into this mold when you're only working for X amount of hours a week, it's it's difficult to do. And I it's oftentimes what happens is we try to measure ourselves. Like, well, if they succeed in doing it, why can't I? So I'm obviously doing something wrong. And then we start to beat ourselves up a little more for it. So I like that you, you brought that up because it's two things on that. Um, first, just because they, whoever they are, they say they do it doesn't always mean that. It means it made a great book. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've read, I read somebody's weight loss books years ago um, that were very fascinating and interesting. However, I was at an event and that person was there and I was watching what they were doing. I'm like, that's nothing they advocate in their book. So something makes a great book doesn't mean they live it. That's number one. And then number two, just to give you real concrete, that's why I teach by case study. Mia Redrick, one of my client family members who does millions of dollars a year. She started with me again with a concept. By the way, it was shot down. Everybody told her it would fly, including score. I believed in it. We created a multi-million dollar business. She's on a television show and she's got contracts with Johnson and Johnson and Panera Bread and She's really a, a really incredible person. I've helped her in the last month go from working 30 hours a week to working 10 hours a month. Okay. Now, it is possible to get there as you grow your company yeah. and you can leverage and position it. Notice I use the word company, not your business. The business is when you're more of a startup and you have to do a lot of things hands-on. I have a company. My company can function absolutely fine without me if I ever choose it to. Mm -hmm. So I want to be clear with people from day one, you're not going to have uh, even a a four hour work week or work day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I just want to be real. And you can get to a point where you leverage and optimize your time and your business can run without you. So it can be a sellable asset or it can be something you pass on to your family. Yeah. You know, I think that is, I love the idea of, okay, at first it's a business, but think of it in long-term, this is a company that you're growing. And I'm just throwing this back to what, what Jen and I are growing on too. Right. And I think that the reason we also resonate so much with your use of the term family for you is because with our, like we use tribe, right. Because we're actually, yeah, that's kind of how we think of them too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. Mind. Even Covey said, start with the end in mind. And I will say to people, yeah. if you want to start a business, better tell me what the end game is. Because yeah. no yeah. end game, it's going to be a job. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's excellent. Yeah. Where do you want to go? What do you, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then strive for that work towards that goal. Like that age old idea that they say, you know, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Where do you see this in 10 years? Where are you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what a great way to manifest it, right? Talk about the law of attraction, have that vision in place and take the action towards that vision every day. And if you're aligned with it, the universe will provide, but you have to take those steps. But I love you. I have that vision in mind. We're five. I like that question. So when I interview staff, I know some people are like, oh, the dreaded question, but (laughs) I feel you ask it for certain reasons. You want to see how motivated they are, Mm -hmm. what they hope to achieve. And I can tell you my, what I want to hear when I interview someone is I want to be in your position. There you go. That's exactly yeah. what I want. Exactly. To hear. Yeah. Because if I hear that, I'm like, got it. Like, or I want to own this company. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be in your position. I want to take a job. Yeah. I was meeting with a top two women on my team. And one of the things that all of a sudden came out of one of their mouths is I want to replace you at some point. <laughs> That's the best thing that I can yeah. hear, right? Yeah. I know I have the right people on the bus. That's yeah. exactly how I feel. Yes. Right. Exactly. So I, I love that question. So the question for anyone is where do you see yourself in five? Start. Where do you see yourself in one, two, create yes. that plan, the stepping stones and mm-hmm. do something every day to get you to that goal. But if you can have that end vision in mind, it's even better. So I love you've given us so many tips. If you had to hone it down to just three things that a listener can take and start doing tomorrow, what would those three things be? Great question. So the very first thing is literally to create a list of Mm -hmm. every kind of thing that you're passionate about. Don't even ask yourself, can I make money doing it? Just create a list, set a timer for two minutes and just, and, and please don't keyboard. When you keyboard, use one hemisphere of the brain when you write with pen and paper, you use both hemispheres. I want you to write two minute timer. Even if you write 10 things, you go, I have no more. Keep going until the timer stops. Then take that same list, review it and pick a couple that are your top three to five. Second thing, ask yourself after you've done that list, if I was going to do this tomorrow, do I have five or 10 people that I could excitedly call and share this news with? who might potentially either hire me or say, hey, I know people you can talk to. Mm -hmm. The third thing to do is I'm really going to recommend that you get a copy of Turbocharge Your Business for Women Entrepreneurs because truly it is a consulting book in your hands for 20 bucks or whatever it is that can make a huge difference. Yeah. If Perfect. someone wants to get that, is that on your website? Is it online? Amazon, yeah, library? Go to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, your local bookstore, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Women on. Great. Okay. Now yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. This has been so exciting. I know. So yeah. tangible and doable, which is the best part because we do like to give practical takeaways. And this is very practical. I love yeah. that it is, as I said before, it is not rocket science, guys. I feel like we can all start to take these steps mm-hmm. to get our business to that next level if we follow exactly what Dr. Terry is saying. So thank yeah. you for everything you've shared with us. We do appreciate that. Oh yeah. my gosh, it feels so aligned. And I'm so happy that I got to be here and to share some value. Good, good. Wonderful. So yeah. Two more questions for you. <laughs> if uh, individuals want to find you, if they want to work with you, we know where to get your book, but what, where else can we find you? The two best places. The first I would recommend for 
everyone who wants to connect in any way, shape, or form is a Facebook group called Heartrepreneurs with Carrie Levine. Heartrepreneurs okay. with Carrie Levine. It's about 5,500 like-minded business owners in there. Um, go right into the file section. I literally give away so much content that will help you build a business. It's all in there. And I go live every week, training and teaching interactively. And the second thing is I have a free master class that teaches you step-by-step -step how to get a conveyor belt of qualified prospects. And that's at TL, for Terry Levine, TLwebinar.com, TLwebinar.com. Uh, Heartrepreneurs with Terry Levine on Facebook and TLwebinar.com. Perfect. Perfect. Love it. And Love then our it. very last question. We always like to end our podcast with either a mantra or an affirmation. Do you have one that you use regularly? And if so, are you willing to share it? Yeah, I'm happy to share it. Um, I actually got this from one of my mentors, Joel Bauer. Live in the moment for the moment. Live in the moment for the moment. Joel Bauer said those words to me 18 years ago and made a profound difference in my life. I don't live in the past, you know, go back and change it. I don't live in the future because none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. Live in the moment for the moment. Thank you for listening to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. We hope you're feeling inspired to take control of your finances, create balance, and live your best life. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know anyone else who would benefit from this content, spread the love by taking a snapshot of this podcast, sharing on social media, and tagging In the Life of Zen. And stay tuned for more from In the Life of Zen. Visit us at inthelifeofzen.com and follow us on social media at In the Life of Zen.